الحمدللہ اللہ تعالیٰ اس کلام ایوری ورس ایوری ورڈ ایوری لیٹر از فلڈ ود برکات اینڈ بلیسنگس از فلڈ ود نور از فلڈ ود ہدایت اوور اینڈ ابو دس اللہ تعالیٰ از گیون اسپیشل ورچوز اینڈ اسپیشل بلیسنگس اسپیشل ریوارڈس اسپیشل بینیفٹس ٹو سرٹن پارٹس آف دا قرآن شریف And among these, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that Surah Yaseen is Qalbul Qur'an. Surah Yaseen is the heart of the Qur'an Sharif. Now the heart in the human body, if the heart is in order, the heart is healthy, then the rest of the body can also be similarly healthy. Everything else can be in order apparently, But if the heart is ailing, then the effects of the ailing heart will be on everything else. So the health of the body is dependent on the health of the heart. So the Suratul Yaseen, Nabi Islam is saying, is the heart of the Quran Sharif. So there has to be something very special about this. And what is that very special aspect? That this surah is filled with the discussion about akhirat about the aspects of the day of hashar the day of resurrection about aspects of jannat aspects of jahannam what will go on in jannat that is described in detail what will happen in jahannam that is being described so just as the health of the body is dependent on the health of the heart the health of a person's spiritual self is dependent to the extent that he has this fikr akhirat how healthy this concern of the akhirat is to that extent his iman will be healthy and to the extent that this concern of akhirat has weakened to that extent his iman will weaken because there is nothing else that can spur a person on to do righteous deeds nothing to prevent him from doing wrong nothing to stop him from following his desires except the concern of the hereafter that what will happen here is not the be all and end all it's not that the files will close here and then afterwards is nothing else but 
that this is only one phase, but what will be planted here will be reaped later on. And this aspect that we are mentioning about, that what is planted here will be reaped later on, right at the beginning of Surah Yasin, Allah Ta'ala speaks about this. But before getting to that discussion, just some of the virtues of the surah, that it is such, a, such an important surah that Nabi Sallallahu says it's Qalbul Qur'an. And together with that, there are so many virtues that have been mentioned for it. In one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu says, that man qara'a surata yaseen fi sadrin nahar qudiyat hawaijuhu. The person who recites surah yaseen at the beginning of the day, his needs for that day will be fulfilled. In fact, one of the names of the surah is Qadiyah, which means something that will fulfill the needs of a person. One of the names of the surah is Dafi'ah, which means something that will repel the calamities, repel the hardships and difficulties. One of the names of the surah is Azima, means something very great something very lofty and high. And in the Torah, the surah has been referred to as mu'imma. That's something which has generalized benefit across the board. Every sense filled with benefit, barakat, blessings for this dunya, for the hereafter. Now Nabi gave us the virtues to recite this daily. In one hadith it is mentioned, the person who regularly and daily recites this surah, inshallah he will be given the opportunity to intercede on behalf of so many people on the day of Qiyamah, like the number of people in the tribe of Rabi'ah, which was a tribe which had a very big number of people. Now all these major virtues for reciting one surah, which will take five minutes, seven minutes, because there's so much to take from the surah apart from the recitation. Reciting the surah will bring us the barakat of recitation also. Every letter a person will get rewarded with so many rewards, 10 rewards the minimum. So how many thousands of blessings, hundreds of thousands of blessings he will receive by the time he decides surah Yasin. And then the lessons to take from it. That every morning he is reminding himself, and as we explain. This is Qalbul Qur'an because it has the heart of what will keep a person's iman healthy. And the health of iman is dependent on the extent that fikre akhirat is healthy. This is the heart of a person's spirituality. In spirituality, the heart is concern of akhirat, consciousness of akhirat. To that extent, he will be driven to do righteous deeds. What wakes a person up in the middle of the night to stand up in ibadat? That time nobody else is there to see him also, that he's going to do it to boast in front of somebody. Nobody has offered him any check. You wake up in the middle of the night, I'll give you so much. There's no material promises of any sort that he will get from anybody. But there are those servants of Allah Ta'ala who wake up in the middle of the night merely to worship Allah Ta'ala. Why? What is driving them? It is that there's an akhirat. This is not in vain. This is being invested somewhere. So this 
concern of akhirat makes a person realize that this world is not the be all and end all. There's something coming ahead. And right at the beginning of Surah Yasin, towards the first part of Surah Yasin, Allah Ta'ala speaks about this. Inna nahnu nuhyil mawta wa naktubu ma qaddamu wa atharuhum. Wa kulla shay'in ahsaynahu fi imamim mubin. That we will bring the dead to akhirat. Death is not the end of it. It's only the beginning of the next phase. And the beginning of the real phase. This is just a passing. The real phase is to come after death. So Allah Ta'ala is reminding us of that. Inna nahnu nuhyil mawta. We will bring the dead to life again. وَنَكْتُبُوا مَا قَدَّمُوا وَآثَارُهُمْ and we will write down everything that they have sent forward. Sent forward. Again, the same realization is being brought. That this world is not the be all and end all. What a person is doing, he's sending forward. Either he's sending good forward or he's sending something else forward. But he's sending something forward all the time. Many a times we get deceived by what is around us only. And we think that this is it. There's nothing beyond this. So sometimes a person is not ready to sacrifice for the hereafter. Sometimes he's not prepared to sacrifice the dunya to get the great bounties of the hereafter. Just to understand this from one incident, that those who have this focus of the hereafter, how easy it becomes for them to acquire what is for the hereafter. Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib was the Grand Mufti of Pakistan of his time. So, when he moved over to Pakistan, he found one small place, and then slowly one little madrasa was started there. After some short time, that madrasa started flourishing, and the needs grew. Now it was necessary to now expand. But that place was very, very small, there was no chance of expanding in the place that he was. So, after some little effort, he managed to secure a place right in the middle of that what was that time Karachi town. And which was a prime spot. Which up to now is in so-called the center of Karachi. So, this was a very big piece of land. And it has been formally acquired the paperwork was done. All, whatever the formalities were, everything was completed. And together with that, one, some small little structure had already been built on that piece of land as well. Just to get the work rolling. And they had even managed to already get a telephone line, which was a big thing that time. To get a telephone line secured in that place. All this was done. And now they decided to start the expansion project. So for the barakat of having everybody's du'as, they said we'll have a little program, like a foundation laying kind of thing. But the main thing is to get people's du'as in this project that we want to start. So the date set for it. All the senior personalities of Pakistan were called. Some came from far, some came from overseas. The date was set. And close to the date, some people started now creating some problem regarding this place. No, this wasn't acquired correctly. 
this was acquired wrongly. This place and this piece of land must not be given to these people. Now, how did they get it? Now, this started gaining momentum. Mufti Shafi he started trying to do whatever was possible to quell this, to explain to the people. We went about it in the proper manner. The procedures were all followed. We didn't do anything out of hand. And there's no reason why, nobody is giving any proper reason why we should not have it. Everything is above board, everything is clear cut. But some people, that is it. Whether there is any reality to it or not, what they are saying, they must say something. So, they carried on and in this process they got some people involved in it who didn't know what the reality was, but who were people who was Muslim Shafi Sahib Rahmatullah respected greatly. They got caught up in it somehow. So as the time came now, people have already come. It's a day or couple, few days away now from this foundation laying program. After having tried to do whatever was possible to quell this, nothing worked and this carried on. So he eventually called the committee that was with him. He said to them that we're not going to go ahead with this. So they became upset with him. What do you mean we're not going to go ahead with it? We did everything in the correct way. Nobody has given any proper reason why we should not continue with this, why we should not have it. And you want to just discard all this right at this point in time when all these arrangements have been made so he said look I can't stop you from going ahead you are a formally appointed committee I can't stop you this is your prerogative but I will not be a part of this that this which we want to start starts off in a point of dissension we want to start off an establishment of deen and on a point of dissension and discord I will have nothing to do with it and now somebody started saying to him, but this is a place, where are you going to get a place like this? It's in the middle of town. This was the pin that we were making, where this incident came to mind. He started telling him, this is in the middle of town. Do you want to give up this? So on that occasion, he read the hadith of Nabi Wasallam, When Nabi Wasallam says, مَنْ تَرَكَ الْمِرَاءَ وَهُوَ مُحِقٌ أَنَا زَعِيمٌ بِبَيْتٍ فِي وَسَطِ الْجَنَّةِ that I stand guarantee I stand guarantee to grant a palace in the middle of Jannat like we say the heart of town I, gra- I stand guarantee to grant a palace in the middle of Jannah to that person who gives up a dispute though he is right Though he is right, he says, yes, I don't have anything to do with it. So he says, y'all are saying to me, that where will I get a place like this in the middle of town? I'm going to get a place in the middle of Jannat. I'm ready to give, up, give away this. I don't want to get involved in that dissension and discord. But I'm not giving it away just for nothing. I'm going to get a place in the middle of Jannat, inshallah, for this. Now this is that focus on the Akhirat. And saying this, he completely absolved himself. When he now finally washed his hands of it and said, I will have nothing to do with it. So this whole program is set to take place. Everybody else finally, after a lot of deliberation, they also said, well, if he has now backed out of this, we also back out of it. Fine. Whoever now thinks that they are rightfully entitled to it, let them have it. And saying this, they all just resigned out of it. And that land was taken away. 
but barely some time went and Allah Ta'ala granted him such a place which was many, many times bigger than this. And which was like a whole town on itself. Those who have visited the Dalum in Korangi would know that that whole place is like a town itself. You can't even walk from one point to the other. You need to drive along. And all that is one institute. But nevertheless, the point that we are being taught in this ayat is that this dunya is not the be-all and end-all. There's an akhirat coming. There's a hereafter coming. Allah Ta'ala says, We will write down whatever they have sent forth. The investments they have made in the akhirat, that is recorded. And likewise, unfortunately, if they have planted thorny trees, then that is being recorded also. And the effects of what they have done. The effects, one is the good effects. Somebody has done some good work in this dunya. He has helped in some establishing some masjid, some madrasa, or something for some well, or whatever other righteous deeds he has done, where the benefit of that is continuous. He has gone from this dunya, وَآثَارَهُمْ The effects of that will continue to be written for him. And if he has set the foundation for some haram, he has set the foundation for some wrong things to continue, as long as that will carry on, he will unfortunately have to bear the brunt of that as well. In the hadith, Nabi Islam says, Man sanna sunnatan hasanatan, falahu ajruha wa ajru man amila biha, min ghayri ayyun qasa min ujurihim shay'a. The one who starts off something good, he started it off, he became the means, others followed, he will continue to get the rewards of what he did and what others will do after him without their rewards being decreased in any way. And the one who started off something wrong, he became the means, he initiated it. And now others started following. Others started doing what he was doing. They took the cue from him. He bought some instruments of haram and put it in his house. Now he went away. He is in his cupboard getting punished because of others who are watching what's haram. So the effects will also continue. Everything is in the file recorded. And this file is such a file that a person can't buy some angel of it. Just get the docket and lose it. That docket doesn't get lost anywhere. That docket can't get lost and nobody can get bought for that. Everything is recorded. Imagine a person, if he has to open his files, let us think about our files. What is in our files? But Allah Ta'ala has granted us the eraser in this world. The files are there. But as long as there's life, Allah Ta'ala has granted an eraser to each one. That makes sincere tawbah, Allah Ta'ala doesn't even allow the angels to be the intermediary. That you go and erase it. Allah Ta'ala erases it himself. That on the day of Qiyamah, the angel also cannot hint at somebody that I did you a favor, I went and erased your deeds. That angel also doesn't have that much of say in the matter. Person makes sincere tawbah to Allah wa ta'ala, and Allah ta'ala causes that to get erased. So in any case, this is the one ayat, the ayat that we wish to discuss of Surah Yasin. Further on, Allah ta'ala speaks about the day of Hashar. 
the day of resurrection. When people will be resurrected from their graves, as we explained at the beginning, the surah is filled with the picture of akhirat. The entire scene of akhirat is opened out. All the details are being spelt out. And the whole object is, and this is meant to be read at the beginning of the day. Person has read his Fajr Salah, before Fajr, after Fajr. Once Subha Sadiq has come in, the wazaif of the morning have started. Anything that has been special virtues have been mentioned for being done in the morning. The morning starts with Subha Sadiq. Anytime thereafter he recites it, it's fine. So before Fajr, after Fajr, he is reciting Surah Yasin and he's taking these lessons. Now his whole day he's conscious of Akhirat. The dunya is not the be all and end all. There's answerability, there's accountability. So Allah Ta'ala opens out the scene of the day of Qiyamah, the day of resurrection. When people will be resurrected, initially everybody will be just mixed up. The Muslim and the non-Muslim, the good and the bad, the true believer and the munafiq, everybody will all be just mixed up. Because all will just wake up from their graves and just walk forth. But then everybody will be separated. And when the separation time comes, there will be an announcement. And that announcement Allah Ta'ala speaks about in this ayat of the Quran Sharif. Allah Ta'ala says, mujrimun." Can we imagine on the day of Qiyamah, the scene of the day of judgment, and this announcement being made, that, oh you criminals, stand aside. mujrimun." Oh you criminals, stand aside today. Allah Ta'ala save us that we end up becoming the addressees of such an announcement. And now Allah Ta'ala will address them. And they will be told, Alam a'ahad ilaykum ya bani Adam, Allah ta'abudu shaitan, Allah ta'abudu shaitan, innahu lakum aduwum mubin. That did I not take this covenant from you? Did I not take this pledge from you? That you will not worship shaitan? The question would be, who worships shaitan? Is there anybody that actually says he worships shaitan? Nobody in the masjid, definitely. There are unfortunately some people out who become satanists and whatever else. But a person who comes to the masjid, he performs salah, he makes sajda to Allah Ta'ala. Such a person worshipping shaitan? So, though we don't worship shaitan, but those temptations that shaitan whispers, and those things that shaitan drags a person into and he accepts and he obeys and he falls into it that too is like worshipping shaitan that too is like because he's obeying him and obedience is a kind of ibadat so though he hasn't made shaitan his deity but he's obeying shaitan where he should have been obeying Rahman now he is ignoring the command of Rahman and obeying the command of shaitan so what is this? This is a kind of ibadat. So therefore he'll be addressed like this. Obviously the worst level of ibadat of shaitan is kufr. And then in lesser degrees. So Allah Ta'ala will question them. Ya Bani Adam, O Insan, O the children of Adam al-Islam, was this not taken from you, this pledge, that you will not worship shaitan? Innahu lakum aduwum mubeen. That he is your open enemy. 
open enemy because Allah Ta'ala has already spelt it out what an enemy he is that you were told already long in advance worship me worship Allah Ta'ala this is the straight path stay on the straight path and you will reach Allah Ta'ala don't deviate from the straight path Surah Yasin every morning a person is reciting this and every morning he is reminding himself I got to save myself from that declaration that announcement of the day of Qiyamah what a frightening thing how am I going to save myself from it that I don't worship shaitan today today and every day of my life I don't fall into the worship of shaitan in any way I will only worship Rahman Allah Ta'ala is my creator Allah Ta'ala is my sustainer Allah Ta'ala is my nourisher Allah Ta'ala has granted me everything shaitan has given me nothing shaitan has only come to destroy me and shaitan is an open avowed enemy and he has given out his secret also Allah Ta'ala has spelt it out for us the secret of shaitan where he said that I will remain I will sit on that straight path that sirat mustaqim I will sit on that road like a hijacker like a highway robber he goes and sits on the road waiting for the customer to come for his client to come so shaitan already made this clear I will sit where the straight path is those who, those are already gone on the wrong path I got nothing to worry about that. They're already doing my work. I will be sitting on the straight path because that's where I'm going to try to deviate people. So when a person starts going in the right direction, shaitan is not going to sleep. Shaitan is going to make a greater effort. But if a person perseveres, he keeps his eye on the road. He doesn't look too much at the signboards that don't apply to him. Because the bullboards on the side... He look at the signboards telling him the direction, but he won't look at the bullboards. Because the bullboards can be very, very deviating. The bullboards can sell him a lot of things. And the bullboards can take him in any other direction. So he will continue to keep his eyes on the road. And if he keeps his eyes on the road, inshallah, he'll reach the destination safely. So shaitan is saying, I will remain on that straight path to try and deviate them. He's saying, I will come from every direction, from front, from behind, from the right, from the left, and from every direction come and try and deviate the person. And he's saying, to, in that boldness of his, to Allah Ta'ala, you will find that the bulk of them are ungrateful. But Allah Ta'ala also says to him, that inna ibadi alayhim sultan. My true servants, you will have absolutely no effect on them. Because they have attached themselves to me. So Allah Ta'ala is speaking about this in Surah Yaseen. وَأَنِعْبُدُونِي هَذَا صِرَاطٌ مُسْتَقِيمٌ وَلَقَدْ أَضَلَّ مِنْكُمْ جِبِلًّا كَثِيرًا أَفَلَمْ تَكُونُوا تَعَقِلُونَ That shaitan deviated so many people before you. You didn't take any lesson from this. Don't you understand? The Quran Sharif is filled with all the incidents of how shaitan deviated people. People of Shaib alayhi salatu wasalam, they thought business was the be-all and end-all of dunya. So they were not prepared to listen to anything. They were weighing and measuring in all kinds of ways and 
cheating and deceiving and whatever else. And Shaywari Salatu Salam is saying to them, وَلَا تَنْقُصُ الْمِكْيَالَ وَالْمِيزَانِ إِنِّي رَاكُمْ بِخَيْرٍ Don't cheat and deceive and do all these wrong things. He said, don't worry about us, leave us in our business. Shaitan deviated them. What was the end result? Destruction. The people of Lut got involved in the worst kind of uh, immorality and vice, in sodomy and whatever else. And Lut is pleading with them. They say, you don't worry about us. You want to be very, very chaste and very pure. You go do your own thing. And as a result, they were raised, that whole place was raised. Lut and his immediate family were asked to leave. And then the angel raised that place right up to the sky and turned it upside down and threw it with such force that when it landed, it became the deepest point on earth. So shaitan deviated them. Did you not see? How many people shaitan deviated in this way? The people of Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam, 950 years, he's pleading with them and he's trying to explain to them and they would not understand anything besides a small number of people. And then when the floods came, what was the end result? People of Salih alayhi salatu wasalam, they were in agriculture, thought this was it. And all the various other nations, people of Sabah, Allah Ta'ala filled the Qur'an Sharif with all these incidents. Here we are being told the same thing. That, وَلَقَدْ أَضَلَّ مِنْكُمْ جِبِلًّا كَثِيرًا أَفَلَمْ تَكُونُوا تَعْقِلُونَ But that time in the dunya when all this was being said, you didn't want to take heed. هَذِهِ جَهَنَّمُ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوْعَدُونَ This is the Jahannam that you are being warned about. It sounded like a fairy tale in the world. It sounded like very fancy talk. But here is the reality now. Look at it. And this is where you got to enter. This is the whole scene of the Akhirat that is being depicted in front of us in Surah Yasin. Every morning a person is reciting to take these lessons. To revive the consciousness of Akhirat. Now that he will finish off with Surah Yasin, on the one hand, having achieved all these great virtues, that by means of the barakat of the surah, his needs of the day are being fulfilled. By the barakat of the surah, his the calamities and hardships are being dispelled. The barakat of the surah, he is uh, gaining all the barakat and blessings. So all this on the one hand, but the real benefit of it all is that he is bringing alive this concern of akhirat. Now every step he will take, akhirat will be in front of him. And he'll be worried, I must not become among that group tomorrow when this announcement is made. Oh you criminals, stand aside. So now, in my business, I must not become a criminal. On the street, I must not become a criminal. With my eyes, with my ears. Behind closed doors, I must not become a criminal. It might seem I'm alone, nobody is there to watch me, but am I becoming a criminal in front of Allah Ta'ala? In how I deal with my family, with my wife and children, with my parents, with my brothers and sisters, with the extended family, with people in society, how I deal with them, am I becoming a criminal in the sight of Allah Ta'ala? What is my akhlaq? In the line of akhlaq, am I becoming a criminal in the record of Allah Ta'ala? My ibadat is time for salah. Is it that I am now fulfilling what my obligation is? 
or my becoming a criminal in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. This wamtazul yawma ayyuhal mujrimoon will keep ringing in his mind the whole day. I got to conduct myself in such a way that I don't become a criminal in the court of Allah Ta'ala. So this Surah Yaseen is filled with all these lessons and these lessons are not just for us to just read through them for the sake of some information but to imbibe the lesson into our life. To live that lesson. To let these lessons guide us. To let it be the means of us conducting ourselves in a way that we earn the pleasure of Allah. Wa ta'ala. And that tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah when these announcements are made we are far away from that group. We are in that group that is be announced that you enter Jannah without any, any reckoning also. On the day of Qiyamah, this kind of announcement will be made also. That we are those people who truly made sabr. Sabr in all its various aspects. Sabr in the aspect of musibat also. But sabr ala ta'at. In whatever obligation had to be fulfilled, the person made sabr. And he fulfilled the obligation. A time of fajr requires sabr. Sabr from sleep now. That sleep is overpowering. But he says, I'm making sabr on that. I will go to the masjid and perform my salah. At the time of zuhr, that business is dragging him to stand there. Don't move from here now. Because now all the customers came in. But he said, I'll make sabr on that. First I've got to answer the call of Allah Ta'ala. At other times, something else is now dragging him away. He says, I'll make sabr on that and I will do what Allah Ta'ala has commanded. Sabr ala ta'at. Sabr anil ma'asi. Sabr from indulging in haram. The temptation is very strong. It'll seem like his heart will break if he doesn't give in to his temptation. But he says, let the heart break, but I won't give in. I'll make sabr. If my heart breaks, let it break. When such a person makes sabr in this manner on the day of Qiyamah, the announcement will be made, you enter Jannat without reckoning. No hisab kitab for you to. So on the one side is Wamtazul Yawma Ayyuhal Mujrimun. On the other side is this person who others were laughing at him. They thought he is mad because he doesn't want to be part of the fun and enjoyment. There was once one king, so there was some person foretold that a certain day there will be ra- it will be raining. And when this rain comes, anybody who drinks this water of this rain, they are going to go mad, going to go insane. So those days, that was the main source of water. People would collect the water of the rain. So in any case, this king and his wazir, they said, we got to make sure we don't have one drop of this water. So they made all their arrangements that this water mustn't come into our resources at all. And they protected themselves. Eventually the day came, the rain came. And they were completely safe from that. So they had already their stocks beforehand. Now everybody else collected the water. Now the next day, a few days later, they see the whole population, they're all gone insane. Now all this insane population, they are looking at the king and his wazir. There are only two people that are sane. And now the whole population, they're all making mashwara now. That we got a big problem. Our king and our wazir are sick. That they are behaving differently. We are all jumping around like monkeys, but look at them. They don't want to jump around. Something wrong with them. So now we've got to do something. We've got to sort them out. So now when all this mashwara started taking place and the king heard about this, that they're going to sort us out. He said, we rather just sort it ourselves out quickly by ourselves. So the king and the wazir also went and found the rainwater and they drank it too. They said, now we also sort it out. 
So, how they sorted themselves out? Because all the mad people were thinking they gone mad. So they said the only way out is we become mad also. Unfortunately, this is how the dunya is operating nowadays. That those people who decide that I want to become a sane person, and they start behaving in a manner that is pleasing to Allah wa ta'ala. And the rest of the dunya looks at them like they are insane. What's wrong with this person? Look at him now. He wants to become, live in the camel ages. And he wants to dress up like in some other world he's living in. And he doesn't want to be part of all the fun and merrymaking. And the whole world starts looking at him like he's gone mad. But this is how the dunya is. A person who Allah Ta'ala has blessed with that sanity, he should make shukar. There is some level of sabr also required. But he should be making shukar on that. And the sabr also is for a short period of time. But that day will come when he will be smiling and laughing and those who are mocking and jeering in this world will be crying. But rather we be mocked at and jeered here and laugh there than become part of the laughing here and we also cry there. Because that crying is of no avail then. So this surah of the Qur'an Sharif is the Qalbul Qur'an, the heart of the Qur'an Sharif. This should be in the heart of every mu'min. We should try and memorize this surah. If we have not memorized it, maybe learn one ayat a day. One ayat a day, if it's too much, one ayat a week. Inshallah, maybe it'll take several years also, but we'll memorize it inshallah. And the simplest way is every day we look inside and recite it without trying to make any effort, effort to memorize it also. But daily we look inside and recite the surah, inshallah in a few months time without any effort, we already would have memorized it. So daily to recite the surah every morning and some of these ayat that we have discussed, at least these ayat, we try to be conscious of it when passing it and refresh that lesson in our mind and live that lesson as well. Allah give us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah. صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا 
خاصرین Allah العالمین یا اللہ most merciful Allah most gracious and kind Allah most forgiving Allah الہ العالمین یا اللہ forgive all our sins ya Allah ya Allah forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam الہ العالمین remove the suffering and the hardship of the ummah ya Allah الہ العالمین یا اللہ forgive the ummah ya Allah ya Allah bring ease and ya Allah comfort to the ummah ya Allah ya Allah those who are starving give them food to eat ya Allah الہ العالمین those who are without clothes give them clothing to wear ya Allah those who are without shelters give them shelters to live in ya Allah Ilahul Alamin, remove the oppression from the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the concern of the Akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, make us conscious of the Akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the strength of Iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, forgive us and forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are in suffering, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us in your protection, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us in your protection every moment, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are too weak, Ya Allah. We cannot protect ourselves, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot protect ourselves for every moment also, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, don't leave us to ourselves for the blink of an eyelid, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you protect us like a little child and babies looked after, Ya Allah. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid. اللهم واقية كواقية الوليد إله العالمين يا الله يا الله grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat ya Allah إله العالمين enable us to perform our five times salah with jamaah ya Allah grant us khushu and khudu in our salah ya Allah enable us to perform our salah in accordance with the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ya Allah enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily ya Allah ya Allah enable us to make your zikr daily ya Allah ya Allah save us from every haram ya Allah save us from the sins of the eyes ya Allah save us from the sins of the ears ya Allah save us from the sins of the tongue ya Allah إله العالمين save us from the sins of the heart ya Allah ya Allah purify us completely ya Allah إله العالمين ya Allah give us the love of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ya Allah enable us to follow in the footsteps of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam إله العالمين at the time of our death take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah ya Allah take us on tawbat al-nasuh ya Allah take us on iman kamil ya Allah ya Allah make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us ya Allah ya Allah raise us with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the sahaba kiram and the awliya of the ummah ya Allah ya Allah grant us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya Allah ya Allah all those who have passed away from our families throughout the ummah ya Allah fill their qabr's with nur ya Allah make their complete maghfirat ya Allah ya Allah all those who are sick give them shifaa kamila ajila mustamira daima 
Allah, all those in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever needs and necessities anybody is in need of, Ya Allah, you grant it out of your grace and mercy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove each person's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect each one, Ya Allah. Protect the iman, the a'mal, the life, the wealth, the property of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. You are, you are the know of what is in the heart of each person, Ya Allah. What is each person's cry, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you fulfill each one's needs, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shari musta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag. Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabi jma'in. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alam.